Welcome to the Comic Web's Old Time Radio Podcast. Each week we feature an episode from the golden years of radio. The Comic Web sells old time radio programs, comic books, and more. Check us out at comicweb.com. You'll get some of my brief commentary after the episode. This week we have The Life of Riley, Father's Day Bathrobes. <laughs> brings you the life of Riley. Well, the shampoo that removes unsightly dandruff in as little as three minutes and leaves hair radiantly clean, radiantly lovely, presents The Life of Riley with William Bendix as Riley. Well, this Sunday will dawn like any other Sunday, but for many men like Chester A. Riley, it will have a special significance. Yes, Father's Day, the day King Daddy comes into his own. And this year, Riley hopes things will be different than on last Father's Day, when he rose early, eagerly anticipating the tribute so rightfully his. And the first person to greet him was his wife, Peg. Good morning, Riley, dear. Happy Father's Day. This is for you, for me. For me? Oh, thanks, Dumplin'. But really, you shouldn't have done it. But handkerchiefs, just what I needed. Do you like them? They're the extra large size. Perfect for my nose. <laughs> oh, thanks, Dumplin'. You're really sweet. Well, you deserve it, dear. After all, you are a father. Yeah, but I owe that all to you. <laughs> and then, a little later... Good morning, Daddy. Happy Father's Day. Here's a little something for you. For me? Oh, Babsy, you shouldn't have done it. Now, let's see what you... Oh, Babsy, darling, just what I needed, a mahogany lunchbox. <laughs> Daddy, it's a cigar humidor. Oh. <laughs> well, it's really beautiful, honey. Boy, if I was a cigar, I'd love to lay in here. <laughs> Finally, Riley was greeted by his son and heir, Junior, who said... Hello, Pop. Goodbye, Pop. Oh, Junior, you shouldn't have... Wait a minute, Junior! (laughs) Come back here. What's the matter, Pop? I'm in a big hurry. Uh, Didn't you forget something, Sonny dear? Forget? Forget what? Junior, you you know what day today is today? Huh? Today? Yeah. Oh, yes, of course. I almost did forget. I'll go get it now. Oh, well, that's fine. Hey, uh, Junior, can you give me a little hint what it is? Well, you know, gopher poison. (laughs) I'll get you a pint. Junior, you know I never touched this thing. (laughs) Gopher poison? Well, you told me to be sure and get gopher poison sunny because you need it for the backyard. I'll be right back. Wait, Junior, I'm going with you. A lot he thinks of me. All year long, I slave for him, and on Father's Day, he buys drinks for a strange gopher. (laughs) Come on, Pop, let's get home and go to work in the gophers. I gotta play ball later. No, wait a minute, Junior. Look at all the swell stuff Pitlack has in his window here. All men's stuff, too. I wonder why. Well, it's a haberdashery, that's why. He only sells men's stuff. Now, come on, Pop, we're wasting time. No, we ain't, Junior. It's a good idea to see what people are trying to sell to people who want to buy. Someday you might want to buy something like, uh, like that red bathrobe there with the blue dragon. Only twelve sixty-three. What a beauty. Well, me buy stuff in here? On my income, 30 cents a week? Well, so what? It means a lot to people when someone they love remembers them. 
And it ain't the principle, it's the gift that counts. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Mom sure was happy with the chocolates I gave her on Mother's Day. Yeah, she sure was. But of course, your mother ain't the only one in the family you love, is she? Oh, of course not, Pop. I love you, too. Well? But you don't expect me to buy you a gift on Mother's Day. <laughs> no, no, of course not. But as the saying goes, every dog has his day. <laughs> you, Mr. Riley. <laughs> it's me, Waldo Benny. Oh, hello, Waldo. Where are you? In front of you. Lower your eyes a little. Where, oh, <laughs> yeah. Hiya, Waldo. How's my little neighbor today? Oh, my sagging sacroiliac. Well, what's making it sag this time? I'm disappointed over the gifts I got for Father's Day. You're disappointed? But, Waldo, you have no kids. I know, but we have three turtles, Manny, Moe, and Jack. <laughs> and every Father's Day, my wife gets the turtles something to give me. Oh, I see. Well, that's sweet. What did the turtles give you this year? A box of dead flies. <laughs> Well, at least you got something. My junior forgot all about it. Well, you know how boys are. It probably just slipped his mind. No, you don't understand, Waldo. It goes deeper than that. I always say, show me where a boy forgets his father on Father's Day, and I'll show you a father who's too stupid to raise his kids right. <laughs> Come now, I wouldn't go that far. I wouldn't get into a path about it. I'll go even further. To my son, I'm nothing. Father's Day. <laughs> to Junior, I'm only a stranger who's living with his mother. I'll go even further. He's an ungrate. Uh, there's your phone, Mr. Riley. Anybody inside to answer? Yeah, Junior. It's probably his girlfriend, that Marilyn Morris. He's always gabbing with her. A boy of 13. Does he think about his father? No. All he thinks about is girls. What's happening to the kids of today? Well, now, after all, a boy of Junior's age, it's normal for him to be in love. He'll grow out of it when he gets married. <laughs> Hello, Marilyn. How are you, Drip? Drip? He never calls me that. <laughs> I tell you that Marilyn's a bad influence on him. Oh, my pop's fine, thanks. How's your old man? You see, she was asking after me. Swell little kid, that Marilyn. No, no, he's not around. No, I don't know what to get him. Well, I saw a bathrobe at Pitlock's men's shop. It was neat. Waldo! I was wrong. He remembered. He remembered. Uh, Mr. Riley, control yourself. Please put me down. Oh. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, Waldo. I... Yeah, I know. But, well, gee, Marilyn, it cost twelve sixty-three. He's going to buy me a bathrobe. Ain't he a swell little ungrate? I know, but where can I get that kind of money? Oh, okay, goodbye. Too bad, Mr. Riley. I guess you're not getting the robe after all. Who ain't? All he needs is twelve sixty-three, right? And it's for a good cause, ain't it? Me? I'll just slip the dough to him so he'll think he found it by accident, see? Oh, that's ingenious. Oh, sure. Junior may be 13, but believe me, I'm his mental equal. <laughs> <laughs> Feeling good, Riley? Yes, sir, and how? Oh, that sure was a nice dinner we had for lunch. Yes, sir. <laughs> oh, uh, oh, oh, Junior, darling, 
Uh, please, go look in my tobacco jar. I, I want to smoke my pipe and kill off the smell of that gopher poison. Well, I'll look for you, Daddy. No, no, let Junior do it. Well, where is it, Pop? It's, uh... Oh, uh, here. Hey, hey, look at all the money in here. Money? You don't say. Well, I declare. How much? Well, I'm counting it. It's, it's ten, eleven, twelve dollars and sixty-two cents. Sixty-three cents. Well, yeah, here's another penny. <laughs> well, such an odd amount. Is it yours, Riley? It's your tobacco jar. Now, you know I don't smoke money. <laughs> so it can't be mine. Anyway, the law says finders, keepers. Congratulations, Junior. Oh, well, Pop, it's your tobacco jar, so that makes it yours. Here, take Junior, it. Junior, I'm ashamed of you trying to cheat your father into that money. You keep it. Babs, is it yours? Why, no, Mother, I wish it were. Junior? Gosh, no. Riley, are you sure you didn't put it there? Now, why would I do that? I tell you, it ain't mine. Well, then it must be mine. <laughs> Hand it over, Junior. What a revolting development this is. <laughs> Did it work, Mr. Riley? Yes, sir, Waldo, it worked like a charm. I took the 1263 that you lent me, I slipped it into Junior's coat pocket, and then I spied on him. Oh, I'm all goose pimples. Yes. <laughs> and, and, and when he found it, he beat it right down to Pitlock's men's door. Oh, that's just splendid. But what if the boy catches us here in his room? Oh, he won't. Now, let's see, maybe under the bed, is it? Yeah. Yeah, here's the box he brought home a while ago. What a loyal son. I'll bet he got you that bathrobe. Oh, he shouldn't have done it. Now, let's make sure that he did. <laughs> Hurry, Mr. Riley. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm getting it open. I'm just... Oh, boy. It's a red one. With a belt and sleeves, too. And a blue dragon. He remembered Waldo out of a clear sky. Better put it back before you get caught snooping. No, he's playing baseball. Oh, I gotta try it on. I want to see if it looks as good on me as it did on a dummy in the window. <laughs> oh, Waldo, get a load of me and my boy's presents. Oh, what a wonderful feeling. Mr. Riley, I heard something. Take off that robe. No, let me grovel in it for a while. Junior, are you home? Hey, who's Junior's that? Oh, it's you, Mr. Riley. Oh, uh, uh hello, Marilyn. Uh, Waldo, this is Marilyn Morris, Junior's little girlfriend. I beg your pardon. Junior's fiancé. Um. <laughs> Excuse me, Junior's fiancé. Uh, Junior ain't here, Marilyn. So I see. Mr. Riley, what are you doing in my Junior's room? Well, I, I, I just came in for a minute to... If Junior wants to let you snoop in his room while he's out, that's up to him. But once I marry him, it'll have to stop. She's moving in already And just what are you doing in wearing my father's robe? Well, I was just seeing if it fits your father's robe Why, yes, didn't Junior tell you? No I, I don't believe it Junior got this for me for Father's Day I'm awfully sorry, but it's for my father You ask Junior when he gets home So I'll just take it, please uh, here, Marilyn. Thank you. Bye. Waldo, I, I gotta sit down. Don't take it so hard, Mr. Riley. This is how he repays me after all I've done for him. 
When he was born, who visited him in the hospital? Uh, I did. When he had poison ivy, who helped him scratch? <laughs> I did. Plenty of sacrifices I made for that boy. Oh, dear. Under this vest of mine, my heart is bleeding for you. And how does he show his gratitude? He buys a gift for Marilyn's father with my money. Tell me, what sort of a man is this, Mr. Morris? He's nothing but a big bag of wind. He's an overstuffed, stuffed shirt. He's snooty, he's obnoxious, and... Oh, how I wish I was him. We'll hear the second act of The Life of Riley in a moment. It's Tops on the Shampoo Parade. It's P-R-E-L-L-Prel Shampoo. Yes, Prel, Procter & Gamble's Radiant Cream Shampoo in the handy tube. Prel's a shampoo hit for two reasons. First, Prel leaves hair more glamorously radiant than any soap shampoo. Because Prel can't leave a dulling soap film. Prel leaves hair radiantly soft, smooth, easy to manage. Second, Prel removes embarrassing dandruff in as little as three minutes. Doctor's examinations proved it. In most cases, even stubborn dandruff was controlled by two Prel shampoos a week. And Prel goes farther than any other known shampoo. It's concentrated for economy. So try the shampoo in the handy tube. Ask for Prel. And now back to the life of Riley with William Bendix as Riley. Riley? Oh, Riley? I'm in here, Duffler. Oh, hello, dear. You should have come to the movies with me. It was simple. Why, Riley, what's wrong? Well, you don't look well. Your face. Sorry, but it's the only one I got. I'm okay. Where's Junior? I don't know. And I don't care. Why, Riley. Oh, I see. He didn't come through with a Father's Day gift. He gave me something, all right. A headache. Well, Uh the day isn't over yet. He'll probably remember. It ain't the gift that I care about, but it shows he ain't got no respect for me. Now, that's ridiculous. Here I feed him and clothe him and give him an allowance, and he don't care enough for me to buy a little something for Father's Day. If he acts like that now, what can I expect from him when I'm too old to work and I'm broke? <laughs> he'll send me to the poorhouse. That's the kind of a son he'll turn out. Oh, now, Riley, you're exaggerating this I whole... ain't exaggerating. I know his type. And I'm warning him right now. The day he sends me to the poorhouse, I'll cut him out of my will without a cent. <laughs> Very nice robe, Marilyn. You really think so, Mother? Junior selected it for me. I gave him the money. But your father can't use two robes, dear. But I didn't know you were getting him one, too. Now what'll I do for a gift? You can give your father one of the presents your brother got for him. He got two, a pipe and pipe rack. And you can return this robe to Pitlack. I have a better idea. I'm afraid Junior isn't going to get Mr. Riley anything for Father's Day. He was broke this morning. Oh, that's a shame. Mother, maybe I ought to send this to Mr. Riley and let him think it's from Junior. Well, you paid for it, dear, but don't you think... I'll do it. I might as well face it. 
Mr. Riley is my future father-in-law. Yeah? I've got a package for Mr. Riley. Sign here, please. A package for me? It, it's a rope from Junior. The darling boy bought one for me, too. He went back to Pitlax and... This isn't from Pitlax. It's from a Mrs. Morris. Sign here, please. Mrs. Morris? Well, what she got... Then this must be the same robe that Junior got Marilyn's father. They're sending it back to me. Sign here, please. I get it. The Morrises feel sorry for me. Naturally. A man your age who can't sign his name. (laughs) (laughs) They took pity on me because Junior forgot me. Sign here, please. I may be drafted any minute. Well, they ain't getting away with it. I'll show that, Morris. I don't want no second-hand leftover presents for Father's Day. Yes? Oh, it's you, Riley. Mr. Morris, take back your cheesy bathroom. <laughs> Uh, Mr. Pitlack, this is Waldo Benny. You had a red bathrobe with a blue dragon in your window. Oh, that one is sold, but I have an exact duplicate, which is also just like it. Oh, fine. Charge it to me, but deliver it immediately to Mr. Riley, 1313 Blue View Terrace. Yes, sir. And put in a card to Pop from Junior. Package for Mr. Riley. Sign here, please. Just hold this pencil and I'll steal your hand. (laughs) Yeah, sure. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. This looks like... I thought so. That bathrobe is back again. That Morris, he won't take no for an answer. Well, I'll fix him. It's you again, Riley. Listen, Morris. In case you didn't get me the first time, I don't want this bathrobe. Riley? Here! I... <laughs> Mother, I got it. Oh, that's fine, Beth. Oh, it's a lovely robe, red with a blue dragon. <laughs> Mr. Pitlack said they're very popular lately. He sold three today. <laughs> Well, I've made out the card to Pop from Junior. Oh, that boy. Imagine forgetting about Father's Day. Oh, he's just a dizzy infant. I'll leave the robe on the couch in the living room. Oh, Daddy will be thrilled. Oh, it is nice. When your father sees it, he'll go wild. Hey, Peg. Beth. Peg, where... Uh, fine thing. Nobody even... What's this? Again with that bathroom. The kid's coming back like an itch. That Morris. Now he's breaking in my house to make me take it. Yes? Oh, it's you, Riley. Now listen, I'm getting tired. You're getting tired. Well, it's me that's been doing the walking. 
I'm telling you for the last time. Now, wait. Take back your bathrobe. And keep it back. I gotta, I gotta rest. I'll stretch out on the grass here. Oh, I'm dead. If you can say it, then there's no truth to it. <laughs> Who's that? It is I, Digby O'Dell, the friendly undertaker. <laughs> oh, hello, Digger. Greetings, Riley. You're looking fine. Very natural. Well, I didn't see you. I had my eyes closed. You never look better, believe me. <laughs> uh, Digger, ain't you in the wrong park? No, no, no. This is strictly social. Oh. I'm on my way to the weekly meeting of the UEPNBS. UEPNBS? The Undertakers, Embalmers, and Fallbearers Nature Boy Society. <laughs> Our slogan is... Let us help you get close to Mother Earth. <laughs> Care to come along? No, not the way I feel now. I got troubles, Digger, on account of my kids. Ah, yes. Children can be a problem. Yesterday, a gang of scurrilous scamps stole a sign from a cigar store that had a special Father's Day sale. And then they hung it on the door of my business establishment. Oh, I was furious. <laughs> Why? What did the sign say? Let us save you all the fuss and bother. We'll be glad to deliver a box for Father. <laughs> oh, sure. Every store has signs, and my boy didn't even remember me. I tell you, the kids of today got no respect. Oh, that isn't true of my offspring. My boys worship the very ground I work in. <laughs> It ain't the gift so much, but, well, at work Monday, all the guys will be bragging what their kids gave them, and I, I'll be ashamed to face them. Oh, you needn't be. Buy a gift yourself and pretend it's from Junior. That will remind the dear lad of his neglect and teach him a lesson for the future. Yeah. Yeah, hey, that is an idea. Digger, you're a pal. Someday I've got to do something for you. Don't worry. Someday you will. <laughs> Well, cheerio. I'd better be shoveling off. Well, Dumplin', how do I look in the swell new bathrobe that my boy Junior gave me? Huh? Oh, you look wonderful, dear. Oh, you're absolutely handsome in it, Daddy. And that dragon on the back is beautiful. Oh, yeah, that dragon brings out my personality. I wish Junior was home to tell me how I look in it. I'm going to take another gander in the mirror. Oh, Babsy, I'm so glad we bought him that robe. Oh, you'll have to tell Junior not to let on that it wasn't from him. Yes, sir. Some people might have thought Junior forgot me, but not my boy. Uh, uh, when he comes home, I, I want to talk to him in private right away before anyone else does. Good evening, one and all. Well, come right in, Waldo. You're just in time to see me in my Father's Day present. Wonderful, <laughs> wonderful. I, I see they delivered. I, I mean, uh, you got the robe from, uh, from Junior? Why, how did you know that, Mr. Benny? Oh, a little bird told me. Hi, Pop. I'm sorry I'm so late, but I finally got it. it Pop, 
Where did you get that? Junior, you're, you're losing your memory. You sent me this robe, remember? Come outside. I sent it? Oh, no, Papa. Junior, I... don't contradict me. Come in your room a second. Yeah, but, Pop, now, I... don't argue, Junior. You sent your father that robe. Yes, Junior, don't be such a dope. Oh, but Junior, I... Junior, if you come outside with me, I'll prove that you sent your father that robe. <laughs> Somebody's nuts around here. I got Pop's gift right here in this package. What? A robe from Petlax. Oh, no! I, I couldn't get the pipe I wanted to get you. Yeah, I went to every place in town, so I came back and got the robe. Look. Great! The same robe! But, Pop, where did you get the one you're wearing? Never mind. You came through for me, and, and that's all. Oh, I get it. You bought the other one. You thought I wasn't going to remember you. Oh, Pop. Well, I... You must think I'm a pretty funny kind of a son. Oh, it, it wasn't your father, Junior. It was my fault. I was the one who didn't think you'd remember. My mom. Well, I put Mother up to it. No. No, it was... It was my fault, Junior. I bought it. Oh, no, Riley. You mustn't take the blame. I bought it. Junior, I was the doubting Thomas. I bought that robe. Wait, wait a minute. <laughs> I demand a recount. <laughs> I went to Pitlack Personal and bought this robe. I phoned him to deliver it. I gave them the money and I brought it home. Quiet! I know where I got it, don't I? Well, you needn't yell. Folks, folks, listen to me. Goodness, what's going on? You keep out of this, Marilyn. Next you'll be saying you sent me this robe. Why, yes, Mr. Riley. But how did you find out? Oh. <laughs> but this is ridiculous. We, we couldn't all send him that now, robe. Now, wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. Let, let, let's get logical. There's only two robes. Junior bought one, and I bought one. Two robes. Get it? Two. Where's that idiot, Riley? Oh, here you are. Now, just a minute, Listen, Mark. you big baboon, take back your blasted bathrobes and keep them. Here. <laughs> here. <laughs> and here. <laughs> and stop hounding me. <laughs> now, now i got five bathrobes. <laughs> Five bathrooms. Just what I needed. <laughs> Riley's will be back in a moment. For hair that's groomed well, it's Marvelous Prell, Procter & Gamble's Radiant Cream Shampoo in the tube. From Hollywood, California, Mrs. E.N. Green writes, My hair is very dry and fine-textured and has always been hard to care for. But Prell leaves it so manageable, looking so clean and radiant. I'm really sold on wonderful Prell. You'll be sold on Prell, too, once you see how radiant Prell leaves hair, how quickly it removes unsightly dandruff. You'll sing about Prell. Especially that my boy likes me. Do I look swell in this bathrobe that Junior gave me? Huh? Well, yes, but to tell you the truth, dear, it, it makes you look awful fat. Well, you'd look fat, too, if you was wearing five bathrobes.
Gamble invites you to join us again next week to hear The Life of Riley with William Bendix as Riley. The script is by Reuben Schiff and Alan Lipscott. Mrs. Riley is Paula Winslow. Bigger Odell is John Brown. The Life of Riley is produced by Irving Brecker. Happy Father's Day, everybody. And now, stay tuned for that swell show with Ralph Edwards, Truth or Consequences. Good night. Known for its tagline, what a revolting development this is, The Life of Riley, starring William Bendix, first aired in January of 1944. The show was originally conceived as a vehicle for Groucho Marx, but it was reworked and recast with the assistance of co-developer Milton Gummo Marx. He was the non-performing Marx brothers. brother. It eventually emerged as a situation comedy about the life and struggles of blue-collar, salt-of-the-earth Chester A. Riley. Riley, a husband, father, and riveter at a California aircraft plant, brought comedy to the common man's struggles to make ends meet and finesse the challenges of everyday life. Riley invariably addressed a problem or pursued a scheme with such a full-steam-ahead attitude that inflated even the most innocuous situation into a full-blown disaster. The The ironic title, suggesting a life of ease and comfort, probably had its origins in the 19th century. Some suggest that the phrase, the life of Riley, referred to the 19th century clan Riley of County Cavan in Ireland, who consolidated power and wealth to such an extent that they minted their own money. Others claim the phrase is a reference to Hoosier poet James Whitcomb Riley. Whatever the origin, the life of Riley became a catchphrase in the popular culture of the 1940s that has lasted to the present day and is tied irrevocably to the character of Chester A. Riley. In addition to Bendix's Riley, the show featured immensely popular supporting characters, including Digby Digger Odell, who's the ghoulish, friendly undertaker, voiced by John Brown, who also played Thorny on Ozzie and Harriet, Al on My Friend Irma, and Broadway on the Damon Runyon Theater. Riley's annoying co-worker, Gillis, was also voiced by Brown. Uncle Baxter, Riley's unwelcome permanent houseguest, was played by Hans Conrad. Like a few other radio shows, The Life of Riley made a successful transition to, t- to television in 1949, winning television's first Emmy for its first season. Due to Bendix's contractual obligations, the role of Riley was played by Jackie Gleason until 1950, when, the show left, when he left the show and it went on hiatus. In 1951, The Life of Riley left radio, and the, and the television show was revived in 1953 when Bendix joined the cast, and it ran on TV until 1958. And now, kids, it's time for a Comic Web Radio Secret Society code. 3 20 26 28 4. Just enter this code at www.comicweb.com slash secretsociety.htm. Deciphering the code will give you all the benefits of membership in the Comic Web Radio Secret Society. Benefits include more free episodes, fun facts, a certificate of membership, and you get 15% off any order from the Comic Web. Just use the word on checkout where we ask for a coupon code. The code again is 3202628 If you have any comments on how to improve our podcast, please send an email to us or fill out the survey on our website. Our email is editor at comicweb.com. And we would appreciate anyone leaving reviews of the podcast on iTunes or anywhere else. Thanks and have a great Father's Day.